Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Masters Mix podcast, where each episode we share actionable strategies for amping up your real estate marketing game. And now, here's your host, Dave Cole. And we welcome you in. This is Dave Cole, joined as always by marketing guru Scott Winteroth. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dave. It's great to see you yesterday at the Build Expo in Chicago. I think that was kind of a fun to catch up a little bit. And uh, wow, lots of great things that we both saw and uh, really great uh, exposition here in the city. And I thought, uh, I know you you had some nuggets that you were telling me about. So uh, so yeah, what's uh, what's on the docket today, Dave? Yeah, I did want to. One of the uh, people that uh, I was able to meet with and also hear a presentation from uh, was a good reinforcement of uh, some things to be aware of. And this goes for uh, certainly the agents in our audience, uh, some of the or a lot of the investors that uh, follow our podcast, and even to appoint some homeowners. It's the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's for the purpose of remodeling or you're preparing your home for sale, maybe you're coming into a new home or upgrading a property when it's time to maybe do that new kitchen, the bathroom or something that's more on a major scale when there's an entire room involved or any type of project. And so uh, one of the, the big uh, construction project managers kind of reminded us of some of the tips. And so I added some to my list of things and thought it would really be good to uh, to go over some strategies and some things to do. It's being prepared and that, uh, and if you're an agent, maybe you're helping a client and these are some tips that could do that. Uh, there's more to the remodel than what you see on the TV shows. It's not really what they show you where it's, hey, let's get a whole new bathroom Saturday. It just doesn't work that way, Scott. And I know that uh, it's interesting. We were talking about it before starting the recording. You and I have both moved residences within the past, uh, within this year at the time of this recording. So we know there's a lot of things that need to be done and how much preparation is part of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Building and, and um, doing a lot of stuff is, is you know, it's a lot of work. Um, I know, um, I, you know, I'm a marketing guy, social media guy, so it's not really stuff that I focus on personally per se, but I know that uh, whenever you're planning projects or whenever you're trying to optimize your um, living space, whether that's your digital living space or your physical living space, right, uh, there's a, a process that's, that goes into it and um, having that process down and knowing it and optimizing it is definitely going to help save you a lot of time um, in the future, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, for a big project, you're going to be involving uh, contractors and materials. So this is the type of the project that uh, we need. And I guess probably the most important point is that it's not just a handoff. Here, Mr. Contractor, here's what I need. Uh, you know, you can do it uh, a week from Tuesday. It's not quite like that. And the more hands-on you can be, whether you're the homeowner, the property owner, or the agent helping a client, or whatever the circumstances, you actually want to take the lead even if and as you have a project manager working on everything. So this could be a complete remodel. Again, that's 
how much to what extent it is isn't as critical as these points. And the first thing is to understand the scope of the project and with keeping in mind what is it that you're looking to accomplish. And so it sounds like, oh, I want a new kitchen, but that's not the answer that uh, uh, the people involved are looking for. It's you want to, uh, it could be probably for upgrade, it could be for modernizing, it could be things like you need more room. Uh, we're seeing things like from the uh, older houses especially, uh, they weren't built with a whole lot of cabinet space or shelf space, storage space. So it could be uh, knocking down and moving a wall to allow for, uh, you know, more room that way. Uh, could be a different color scheme. And so that's the idea of what you're looking to accomplish. So for uh, example, it could be that, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, maybe, you know, actually literally expand or take down a wall or something like that. And it could be to, you know, accommodate all new appliances. You want to have the colors match. So there's a lot of different things, but it's not only understanding exactly what you need to do, but again, it's what's the purpose? What are you looking to accomplish? Yeah, and I think this is really a great opportunity in terms of creating content. You know, this is the type of stuff that, um, and I'm echoing a little bit what you're saying, Dave. Like, this is the stuff that people, like homeowners, especially new homeowners or first-time homeowners or people moving, need to know. And this is the opportunity as an agent or investor or someone who is selling to say, "Hey, here's a lot of great opportunity. Here's a lot of great content that you can use with referrals to your power partners or just." Um, Overall, like for example, if I was an agent, maybe I had a, a downloadable PDF of like, for example, navigating the permit process in XYZ town or city, right? And that's something that as a um, prospective client of yours might be interesting to me enough where I'm willing to give you my email address in exchange for downloading that uh, valuable information I'm going to need as I go continue through my process of moving and or remodeling and or preparing to sell. Uh, my property, right? So, um, sourcing those experts like uh, like you're like you mentioned, Dave, and then and then sort of being able to kind of be a mini journalist and turning that into great um, website content, blog content, or and and social media content is one way to sort of leverage a lot of this good stuff for um, your marketing efforts. Uh, Dave, what do you think about that? Yeah, that that also makes a lot of sense. And again. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it furthers the point that uh, I'm getting to with this understanding all the work that would need to be done and what you're looking to accomplish is that this doesn't mean that we're preparing you, the person listening, the client, to actually be, you know, climbing under the, the sink and, you know, installing and preparing, but you need to know who needs to do what, what needs to get done, and what the purpose is. So you're kind of, uh, you know, you need to communicate this to the project manager who then takes over, and they have a lot to deal with in terms of possible subcontractors, coordinating all the dates, but you need to be on top of what's going on. Um, again, it's what are you looking to accomplish? It's questions such as with the project, um, uh, and I guess for a heading, look at it as is it structural? Is it aesthetic? And oftentimes it's both. If, for example, you're redoing a kitchen or you, you know, it could be new countertops, 
and then you're going to paint the kitchen and you have to you want to have your colors match and your sizes and everything all coordinated so this is the thing where you need to have that in mind it's even things like uh, and especially for the the larger cities we're out of chicago i know we have some followers in uh, like San Francisco, in New York, maybe there's more of a European influence than there is in certain cities, a lot of cities in the Midwest, for example, but think of it as historic versus modern, new brick versus old brick, and sometimes problems that can come from that. And Scott, you mentioned about permits. Uh, that's something you would leave to the project manager, but you need to be prepared for yourself in terms of the length of the project time. Some cities and villages, they're all different when it comes to permits. Uh, some you can, you know, walk in there right now if this is business hours and get your permit, boom, boom, boom. Others you required to have explanations of the work. Some will kind of make it difficult for you. And so even pulling permits could sometimes take days and you've got to schedule a project these are the things that we want to talk about. So it's understanding the timeline that redoing, let's say a kitchen to paint it and put in new countertops. As an example, it's not something you do on a Tuesday afternoon with a couple of people. There might be permits involved sometimes with even with a kitchen, it depends on the municipality, but it's things like you may need somewhere, somewhere to purchase the countertop from somebody to transport it, somebody to install it. It could be involving putting a, a sink in there. You've got faucets. You have these different parts and components. It sometimes could come as one depending on the contractor. Oftentimes it does not. So that's one, or one of the avenues to consider with regard to timing. Your project manager that you hire, and that's a whole, that could probably be a whole nother podcast as far as hiring, because you do need to check your references and check them out. And maybe we'll get back to that in this one. If not, that's a whole separate thing as far as, you know, hiring for contractors. It's a reflection of you. If you're the homeowner, your home, if you're an agent, you're helping a client, that's a reflection of the service you were providing. So even who you're going to hire, but there's a whole sequence of services. And so this is also doing your research and knowing exactly what components are involved. Even the example of countertops and you're putting in a, a kitchen sink, chances are the manufacturer of the countertop is not the same manufacturer as the kitchen sink. I was at a real estate investors, um, kind of like a mini convention a few months back and one of the vendors literally kind of picking up on the, uh, the joke gave away the kitchen sink. So this way you could come to that expo and get everything and the kitchen sink. And so this had nothing to do with the countertop. It may or may not have matched with whoever won it. So these are things to think about, or even things like sometimes it's just the sink, the faucets, the surrounding part of the sink may actually be from a different manufacturer. And so uh, just to extend this example, uh, maybe you're doing a kitchen and bathroom or some type of matching color and you wind up seeing, oh, here's the, the faucet. Oh, wait, it doesn't match. I don't like that faucet. Let's get another one. Well, getting another one may take a day or two 
and you may already have it scheduled within the project to install on a certain day, and then the painter's supposed to come in the next day or whatever the case might be. <clears throat> so you need to know, and your project manager needs to know, that you approve of that faucet. And I mean, it's not just the faucet, hopefully you're getting the idea, but these are things to consider. Also, another important factor is what we'd call disruption of work. Um, you maybe still need to be living in the home, and so it's the type of thing of maybe doing a project on a weekend versus a weekday when you have the, the parents working, the students coming home from school, they need to access the kitchen or whatever or have a plan. The disruption of work may hit more for commercial or industrial establishments, such as if you have a school, then you may need to have people come and do work after 3.30 p.m. or on Columbus Day or whatever the case might be. But again, things to think about in scheduling, that there may be some disruption and how you would deal with that so there's no confusion. Um, also, maybe allow for weather in certain cities. And we're coming into fall as we're recording this edition of the podcast. So you need to be aware of it might be rainy season, uh, doing a project, an exterior project, and this applies to that just the same in Seattle, uh, you're going to need to allow rain dates, that type of thing. So major, major holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just realized that I have an event coming up in May and of course in April, there's lots of holidays and spring breaks and stuff like that too, which I always, of course, kind of affects planning. Like you don't think of that right now, because it's not that time of year, but when you, in that month, you'll be like, oh, shoot, there's all these different, you know, holidays you got to work around and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So those are all, these are all things to consider when hiring. It's also, uh, yeah, weather impact. And then also there might be some safety concerns. Oftentimes uh, an area, a room is blocked off. It's not accessible. Uh, and again, if you're in an environment, not so much in a residence, but even still in a residence, perhaps uh, there are uh, servants involved or maybe there's, you know, a group or tutoring or some type of a home business or operation that's going on or it's a mixed use facility. You need to think of these things. Do you need to restrict access? Would that cause a problem? It's just thinking of everything. Uh, there's materials, there's labor. There's also cleanup. There may be time to allow for paint to dry. One of the sayings that's a way to think of that as far as your materials, supplies, parts, and all that is to think of materials like baking products. You still have to put them all together and, you know, create the food. So that's a great way to think about it. Um, you might want to, depending on the scope of the project, be involved with what's called the cut sheet which if you have a lot of products and you need to approve along with the project manager, that's really like a product sheet or catalog type of thing where you're saying, okay, I want to use uh, uh, this surface, this type of surface for a countertop, but also this color, this shade where you've specifically, or these colors or mixed if it's marble or something where there's different color schemes. You want to have the have gone through and determined exactly what color it's supposed to be. And by doing so and indicating maybe it's a stock number or a specific number, it could be, you know, oh, I want a 246 mahogany or whatever it might be that you're selecting, be sure that that's documented. 
So if there is some type of problem with the color, maybe you can at least prove, hey, that's not what we ordered and the liability comes on a contractor. And again, things do happen, things do go wrong because if that were to happen and you're not happy with the color and it's what you approved, then it's on you as either the client or helping the client. So you wanna make sure that everything's documented, the project manager knows what's going on, um, as far as working with the, um, uh, the contractor or contractors, usually the project manager will be involved in the hiring. Sometimes there's subcontractors used uh, with regard to remodeling a kitchen or a bathroom. So you could have the, someone to purchase and transport countertops and parts to your residence. There's installing those, but whoever does the sink might be somebody different, might be a specialist, or actually a better example would be for a, uh, a bathroom. Generally, you need someone, a specialist, to install the shower doors. You might need a plumber for a kitchen or bathroom where there's the water flow involved. They probably need to shut off or to go through and do an inspection. So these are things where there are, and those are considered some contractors. So it's not like one, you know, not like you see on TV where one person comes and like does the whole kitchen over a day or two. It's not like that. There is a lot involved and the more on top of it, the better off you will be. Uh, one, and this is an extreme example, but this is the kind of thing you need to be aware of sometimes uh, there may need to be even like a home inspection or some type of a report, whether leading up to a permit or just to make certain that work is done. Uh, the city in New York City or Manhattan is probably an extreme example, but we know we have some followers of our podcast from that area. A, uh, a good friend of mine who's also an investor had bought a, what's called a co-op, uh, which is somewhat like a condo, but it's in a, an older apartment building in Manhattan and a very nice place. And this was actually a uh, close to a 100 year old building, but still very functional. And in order to redo the bathroom and put in the, the more modern sink and have it be the, with all the environmental things, and especially in New York, where they make you put in these toilets that you need to flush about 10 times to equal one real flush for most of us and going through all that. And they were required to verify that the plumbing line coming in from the roof down to the apartment was actually for their apartment. And you go, of course it is. How could that not be? For him to find out that in that building like 20 years ago, that it turns out that they found out that in somebody finally doing an inspection, you know, 50 years or whatever after the building was built, that one of the uh, plumbing lines, I guess, marked on the roof is going to, you know, 8A actually went to 8B, that some plumbing lines were actually reversed and had my friend, had it did not happen as it turns out with my friend's place, but he had that inspected and verified. So had it been that if he was in, you know, 8A and it was the 8B plumbing line, then technically 
he did not do the work that he contracted to do, and that could have been considered a violation, and all he was trying to do was upgrade his bathroom. And again, unless you're in Manhattan, chances are you would not come up with that issue, but it's important to point that out that there are different considerations. I know there's a, um, uh, a suburb of Chicago where the sewer lines instead of being in the middle of the street, under the actual street, when this uh, community or when this stretch of street was built, were actually built on one side of the street. And so what that means is that the homeowners on the opposite side of the street, and the majority of them have no clue that this is the case, are responsible for the sewer line instead of out to the curb are responsible for the sewer line and the plumbing line out across the street in addition to what they think they are. So if something happens or this, there's a, a problem with the street or some drilling or something like that, those homeowners could be <coughs> held responsible. And that's something that uh, I actually found out from a group of investors who knew to only buy on the one side of the street if they were buying on that block to not have that issue. Now, what I just gave you are two very extreme examples. I don't want to put panic out there, but these are things that you want to be aware of beforehand because sometimes these projects are thousands of dollars of your money, contractor's time, and if something comes back to haunt you later, I don't have to finish the rest of that story. So these, again, are things to be aware of before you're doing it. It's not like the the TV shows where it gets done in a day or two, the planning, hiring a contractor, knowing exactly what you want to use, making sure permits, inspections, anything that you need to know that that's taken care of, Scott. You're freaking me out, Dave. No, <laughs> no, no, just the, the joys of homeownership, right? I think that, that's a, something that we all deal with at different levels for different things, but it's always good to have a plan. It's always good to be prepared. And the more you know, I mean, this, this goes with everything in life. I'm probably stating the obvious here, but the more you know, the more you do yourself, the more you're going to save in the long run. You know, that I know I say it a lot with web development stuff too. It's like the more, um, the more you're more educated you are in the entire process, the more you're going to be able to explain to other people what exactly you want and how you want it. And that will, and also be able to monitor how they're doing what they're doing. So you can, uh, make sure that they are maximizing their effort and their time. So uh, great tips, Dave. Thanks. Yeah. And one more point on top of that is that, uh, again, where this is not for doing it yourself necessarily yeah. just for your point, but in the event that maybe you know of some special thing, such as the, uh, the plumbing thing in Manhattan or the sewer line on the street, because sometimes the neighborhoods or communities or buildings have those special things. So if there is something like that that you know that is not commonly known, uh, people, that may be a great way to consider which contractor or which project manager you're going to hire. Because if somebody has no clue about that type of an issue, uh, that could cause you problems, but it's like, whoa, you know, maybe they don't do their research that they should. So it might be a way to kind of test somebody a little bit, just as a thought there. Yeah. 
anyway, we are out of time for this edition. So I think we will come back to uh, working with contractors on a future edition. So hope we've been of help. And I'm hoping that uh, we love your feedback and we're probably going to get more specialty stories of this crazy thing happened in our community. And again, that's building toward a future podcast. We appreciate everybody's feedback. So that'll do it for right now. And um, happy homeowning. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Marketing Masters Mix podcast with Dave Cole. Be sure to visit our website at davecole.com for more episodes with actionable strategies and to subscribe to future episodes. Please consider leaving a five-star review and sharing this podcast with someone who would benefit from this content. Thank you and see you next episode.